Hey guys, happy Travel Tuesday. This is Dewan with the Places We Travel podcast. Welcome back to our listeners. This week we are going to continue on our spring break vacation ideas series and we're going to be talking about one trip that we took that would be perfect for families this March. I have my husband on with me this week and if you're familiar with our travel site, theplaceswetravel.com, then you may have read some articles written by him and if you've seen any of our pictures on social media as well as the travel site then most likely you've seen his photos. He's usually the one behind the camera on all of our trips. Let's get started. We are going to be sharing about White Sands National Monument in New Mexico. It's a trip that we took in 2017 with our kids and actually we went the first week of June because it was part of a long road trip that we took from Texas all the way to Arizona and back where we made several stops on our way to the Grand Canyon. Although we took our trip in June, we quickly realized that the weather gets very hot in the summer in New Mexico, which is why we think this would be a great trip for spring break. If you're not familiar with the White Sands National Monument, it's a national park located near Alamogordo, New Mexico. Inside the park are numerous gorgeous white sand dunes. Actually, when we took photos and shared them online, I received some comments of people wondering why we were sledding down snow hills wearing shorts. It is that white. It is so beautiful to see and you may have seen some photos online and not even realized but the sand is very soft and it's just a lot of fun for kids. Speaking of fun for the kids, when you enter the park they have a gift shop. Inside the gift shop you can buy a sled for going down the dune. I know that they're called sleds but do you remember what they look like? Yeah, they look like trash can lids. I know. You joked that we could have just went over to Lowe's and bought trash can lids. Yeah, I remember that. One thing I would highly recommend to get is wax. We did not get it and we regretted it. It was difficult for me to go down. I thought, okay, the heavier you are, the more you would slide, like it would help it. But actually my youngest son was able to go down easier than we were because it kind of made it the sled buckle a little bit. So I think if we had the wax, it would probably go a lot faster. Yeah. I'm not sure how much the wax costs, but whenever you go and get the sled, it's $16 new for a new one. And whenever you bring it back, they give you $5 back. If they have used ones, you can pay $10. And when you return it, they give you $3 back. Which was really great. So it's like renting a new one for about $11 or a used one for 7 And we got lucky and they had two used ones available for us during our stay. And although we were there for two days... We just returned it at the end of the second day with our receipt and got our money back. So it was it was actually a really good deal. And although they were used, they were not cracked or broken or anything. So, I mean, honestly, I couldn't tell the difference between the used and the new, except maybe they were a little dusty from previous use. Yeah, I couldn't tell the difference either. I'd save the money. When we started planning our trip to White Sands National Monument, we knew it was going to be part of a longer trip. Therefore, the only time we could take it was when the kids were on summer break. Because it's a desert and we knew it was going to be hot, we scheduled it for the first week when the kids got out of school. I mean, we literally left like the second day of summer break to get there before it got too hot. That is the main reason we recommend this trip for spring break or, or even the fall and winter. It's probably a great time. But July and August, I can only imagine 
and how hot the sand is. I mean, think when you go to the beach in the summer, you can go and put your feet in the water and cool them off when you're walking on that hot sand. Well, that's not an option when you're in the middle of the desert at White Sands. In June, it said the weather was, I want to say it was like 80s, 90s when we first got there around lunchtime on the first day and it was so hot. We could not stand it. We could only handle it just for a short amount of time and then we left. We went back that night for a beautiful sunset tour which they offer for free at 7 o'clock. It's a guided tour and you can stay with the guide or walk around on your own but we were able to capture a lot of great photos and it was just really pretty and the difference in the temperature outside although it was only maybe 10 degrees it felt like a huge drop. It was a big drop. Yeah I mean it was like Oh my gosh, it was so funny because we were looking at our phones going, this feels like 30 degrees cooler. They open at like 7 a.m. in the morning. So I really recommend if you go on hot times that you go early because the sand actually even felt cool to the touch compared to it being almost blistering hot in the summer. Yeah, it was actually very cold. It was so fun to put your feet in, to grab it with your hands and play in it and just walk around all over the dunes. Beyond the beautiful scenery and the huge white sand dunes that provide a really unique experience, the trip can actually be a little messy. So this was one trip that I'm pretty sure we were vacuuming sand out of my vehicle for a month later. Therefore, we learned a few tips and tricks that I would highly recommend to get you prepared before you head to White Sands National Park. First, I know we talked about the weather being hot and cool depending on the time of day, but another thing that you have to deal with is wind. The sand is a very, very fine sand. So if it's windy or if you're sledding really fast down the sand dunes and there's any amount of wind, it can kind of you know, blow up in your face. First thing that I recommend you take is a bandana or something that you can kind of cover your face to prevent sand from getting in your mouth and up your nose. Speaking of sand getting all over your face, the other place you'll get sand everywhere is your feet. I would recommend to not wear shoes with socks. I wore Tom's slip-ons and I was dumping sand out of them for basically all day because the Tom's are made where some of the fabric overlaps and the little sand particles got all inside it. But I still think that even my Tom's being slip-ons that I could take off and walk in the sand barefoot or take off and dump the sand out were much better option than socks and tennis shoes. My son took his tennis shoes off after the day out at the sand dunes and he pulled his socks inside out and they were just it were just covered in sand like you just can't even understand how you get sand everywhere you get sand although I recommend a slip-on shoe I'm not so sure I would recommend wearing flip-flops because when you're walking up the sand dunes there's areas that your feet will actually sink into the sand and a flip-flop might be a little difficult to keep on your foot. So I'd probably recommend something with a bat. Another thing that I recommend having in your vehicle is a plastic sack. That way you can put your dirty shoes or socks or those bandanas after you've had them around your face and you can just seal them up. That way you can try to prevent having any extra sand make it in your floorboards and seats because trust me, like I said, we were cleaning my car months later from sand. Another good thing to bring is a towel and maybe some wipes, body wipes to be able to just wipe down your legs, your hands, wipe off your feet, let the kids take off their shoes, try to clean off any of that excess sand before they get in the vehicle. And then there's trash cans where you can dispose of your trash near the gift shop on your way out the exit. Earlier you mentioned that some people thought that we we're actually sledding down snowbanks. And uh, that's one point I want to bring up. The, the sand is so bright and white, you have to wear sunblock. 
whenever you go skiing, you have to wear sunblock because what, what happens is the, the sun reflects off the snow and reflects back on your face and actually burn your face or any, anything that you have exposed. The same applies for sledding down sand dunes. So I would highly recommend wearing sunblock. Also, along with sunblock, I would make sure you wear sunglasses. It, it is so bright. The other thing you have to remember is you have to bring lots of water for everybody. Make sure everybody has water to drink since it is a desert. I know I talked about it being windy at times, and we were watching the forecast during our trip. When we went back for the sunset tour at night, we could see a storm rolling in from a distance, and it was really cool to see, and we got to take lots of photos of it. However, we thought we had more time than what we actually ended up having, and do you remember whenever we were walking back to our car, uh, it got quite windy. I do remember that. So for the, for the guys that have cameras or people taking photos, if you have a DSLR camera, I'd make sure you carry your bag with you or you have some type of some, something to put your camera in if you don't want to be caught in the windstorm or, or a dust storm with your, with your DSLR camera. I know. I had actually been spending the day walking around with our GoPro that I was carrying on one of our stabilizer gimbals. And when that wind blew in and the sand started going everywhere I actually had to stick the GoPro like up my shirt to protect it and we were all laughing and running back to the car but I mean it it got really sandy quick so it's just something to keep in mind if you have something valuable that you really want to protect from all those little sand particles for sure take a bag or something you can stick it in otherwise you'll be like us and shoving your expensive cameras up your shirt to protect it while you run to the car. Anytime you travel, it's always important to watch the forecast, but besides just watching the forecast at White Sands National Monument, you also need to check their website for any road closures. Right next to the White Sands National Monument Park is the missile testings in White Sands, and that's a government facility. Due to safety, they sometimes close the highway, which is the access to the National Park, up to three hours that road can be closed. And they always post in advance. The day that we went, there was no road closures the first two days. But on that third day, when we were actually leaving town, they closed the U.S. Highway 70 for three hours. And so we had a plan accordingly to get out of town. I mean, because the road's completely closed. So it can affect traffic. It can affect which direction you're able to travel. And it definitely prevents you from visiting the park. So that's something important to check is the missile testing times and schedule and that can change daily so although we planned our trip to go during those days and had no idea that they were going to close the road when we checked while we were there that's when the update had come out and it and like I said it's only up to three hours sometimes it could be even 30 minutes just keep an eye on that and you can find that online on the National Parks website now let's go over price of admission. The White Sands National Monument is one of the national parks. So it is included in your admission if you have the America the Beautiful annual pass, which you can get this annual pass at the gate at the White Sands Na National Monument, or maybe you already have one. An annual pass runs $80, and that includes access to all national parks for the year. So free admission for your whole family. If you are a military family, you actually get those annual passes for free. So if you have that, that would cover your mission in White Sands National Park. If you do not have the America the Beautiful annual pass, then the regular day admission into White Sands National Monument is $20 a vehicle or $10 per person or $15 per motorcycle. And it's whichever is less. So if there's 
two passengers on a motorcycle, then they would pay $15, which is only $7.50 each. Or if it's just a single rider, then they would only pay $10. If you have your whole family in one vehicle, then it's only $20. But if you're a single person going in in one vehicle, you would only pay the $10. It's very reasonably priced. We had seven people in our vehicle and we would have only had to pay $20, but we actually do have the America the Beautiful annual pass. So it did not cost us any extra to get in. And that's why we actually split up our visit in two days. Whereas if you are going to White Sands National Monument and you're just passing through like we were on our way to the Grand Canyon, you could honestly just visit the park in one day and do everything you want to do. It's very vast in the amount of white sand dunes, but it's all very similar. So to be honest, it's not something that would take several days to see. You could go early in the morning, get your tickets in for the day, and you put it on your dash, and then you could leave at lunchtime and you could go back for the sunset tour and not pay an additional fee because it's per day. A few hours of walking up steep sand dunes with your sled in tow and sledding down is enough to wear the kids out. One day is plenty to visit. Then after you're done at White Sands National Monument, you can head five miles north of Alamogordo to see the world's largest pistachio nut. It stands 30 feet tall. That's something the kids might find fascinating as well. Now for a quick recap on what to pack and take on your trip to the White Sands National Monument. Remember something to cover your face to prevent sand from getting in your eyes, sunscreen and sunglasses, lots of water for the desert, good slip-on shoes that are easy to clean, towel or body wipes, to clean up before getting back in the car, a plastic sack to tie up all of your dirty belongings to keep sand from getting in your floorboards, and a camera bag or some kind of plastic sack that you can put your camera or video camera or anything valuable inside if you get caught in a sandstorm. As always, I will put links in the description of this podcast, which you can view on iTunes or SoundCloud online, which will link back to any resources that I mentioned during this podcast, including the link to the site that gives you the missile testing schedule so you can find out when the road closures will be, as well as the links to um, see more photos and read about our experience at the White Sands National Monument. And like I mentioned earlier, I carried around our GoPro throughout the whole day, documenting so many fun videos and really sharing the experience with all of you guys, which will be up on YouTube. And I'll put that link in the description as well. If you're a new listener and you're listening to this podcast online in a blog post, please head over to iTunes and subscribe. We love to get new subscribers to our podcast. And if you are listening on iTunes or you've been listening for a while, I would love for you to leave us a review and connect with us on social media. You can find us on Instagram. Instagram at places we travel IG as well as on Facebook and use hashtag places we travel to show us your photos if you went to White Sands National Monument or if you're planning a trip there soon. Thank you for listening and remember to tune in each week for Travel Tuesday.